with KSOM, KS95 News. I'm Tom Robinson, 66 degrees. Our temperature right now, 67 will probably be the high. We had that here about 30 minutes ago. 19 the low tonight. There is a chance for some precip, about a 55% chance today. Tomorrow's high, 32. Tomorrow night, 15. Saturday, 32, low 11. Sunday, 36, low 18. Monday, 36, low 17. Tuesday, 34, low 14. Wednesday, 33 for a high. Two people suffered injuries in a head-on collision in Monona County. The Iowa State Patrol says the accident happened at 12.22 p.m. on Wednesday on Highway 175 east of Mango Avenue. The state police identified the injured parties as 82-year-old Larry Davis of Woodbine and 52-year-old Brady Baker of Ida Grove. An eastbound 2003 Ford F-250 driven by Davis crossed the center line, collided with a westbound 2022 Ford EC4 driven by Baker. Burgess EMS transported Davis and Baker to Mercy One Siouxland in Sioux City. Republicans took control of every U.S. House seat in Iowa State. Senator Zach Nunn edged out and coming Democrat Representative Cindy Axney. Nunn held a narrow lead late Tuesday, but the Associated Press didn't call the race until Wednesday because the race was so close. Republicans swept Iowa's three other House seats on Election Day. During the campaign, Nunn emphasized his lifelong ties to the district that includes Des Moines and its suburbs. The 43-year-old from Bond Ranch stressed his conservative positions and his military combat experience with the U.S. Air Force in Iraq and Afghanistan as he appealed to voters. Three Iowa counties are starting their election recounts today. Dallas, Des Moines, and Warren counties are starting their ballot recounts. The counties believe a combined more than 800 ballots may be in doubt. One statewide race may hang in the balance. Democrat incumbent state auditor Rob Sand leads Republican Todd Halbert by one-third of a percent. Well, Montgomery County Supervisor Donna Robinson reported to the supervisors Wednesday morning that the Public Health Board approved a statement in regards to the carbon pipeline. Robinson read the statement to the board. Montgomery County Board of Health, after reviewing potential risk factors, expresses concern for the risk of CO2 exposure to humans, the environment, and to livestock. Concerns that are related to pressurized CO2. CO2 must be under tremendous pressure to be in liquid form for transport, creating the potential for a pipeline rupture. It is an asphyxiant and a toxin that is odorless and colorless, making it slowly difficult to detect. CO2 freezes skin on contact, and that in high concentrations, CO2 will kill humans, pets, and livestock. First responders and hospitals may not be prepared for a max toxic gas incident. The statement continues to say that the Montgomery County Board of Health recommends the CO2 pipeline routes be kept at least 1,000 feet from all residences until an updated emergency response plan is approved and recommended otherwise by having a safe distance. It gives residents enough time to evacuate should a need occur. The Atlantic School Board held their annual meeting and regular meeting Wednesday evening. During the annual meeting, the board approved the 2021-22 annual report and 2021-22 depository statement. During the regular meeting, Superintendent Steve Barber reported on the Iowa School Performance Profile Accountability data released by the Iowa Department of Education. Barber said each building gets an overall score and is determined based upon those numbers. If there is an Every Student Succeeds Act, support needed in a building or subgroup. High school was a score of 53.85, was at a rating of acceptable with no support required. Middle school was commendable. 
but they were uh, targeted in the subgroup uh, of special ed, which uh, Mr. Aiden had spoken about a little bit. And Schuler was uh, had a rating of needs improvement, and they too were targeted in the subgroups of uh, IEP students. Uh, Washington did receive a new needs improvement score, but they get the score that uh, Schuler had based upon the fact that third grade is the only grade that takes the ISAPS test. So there's not enough to give them an actual uh, score. Now, Barbara said this is an opportunity to take a look at how they are serving special education students and make the necessary adjustments. He noted that a lot of these numbers and scores are gleaned from their ISAPS results. Cass County Engineer Trent Wolken updated the Board of Supervisors on Tuesday on current activities. Wolken said Bridge 182 on 610th Street is complete and open. He said they're also working on a culvert on Bridge 425 on Fairview Road. He also noted that at the end of last week and the beginning of this week, they have been doing some asphalt overlays and patching on G43 between Highway 71 and N28. He said when the patching is done, they will finish up the shoulder. Otherwise, Wolken said they're doing some driveway work and stockpiling some rock while they can. A stretch of Eagle Avenue in Ottawa County has been reopened. Eagle Avenue between 210th Street and 220th had been closed since April for a bridge replacement. As of 4 p.m. on a Wednesday, the road is open to through traffic. Cass County Board of Supervisors on Wednesday morning agreed to meet with two of their top real estate candidates on Friday to discuss the sale of the county-owned farm. The supervisors decided to interview Property Connection Real Estate and Farmers National during an open meeting beginning at 9 a.m. The board will try to drill down specific costs and make a final decision on who will handle the sale of the county-owned farm. The board is looking to hold the auction in mid to late December. I'm Tom Robinson. ABC News is next.